friend. Today I'm going to walk you through how you can get over your fear of conflict. Now I'm not talking about having trouble expressing simple disagreements or unpopular opinions. I'm talking about real conflict, the upsetting kind, the kind that's associated with your anger, the kind that makes you impatient and bitter and maybe even resent the other person. So first I'm going to describe four basic fears of conflict. And then I'll walk you through step-by-step step how to resolve any conflict. And I'll even include a hack that helps you listen to the other person while remaining calm. And don't worry, I have an easy way for you to memorize these conflict resolution steps. And finally, I'm going to explain why you're actually putting yourself in danger by continuing to have this fear of conflict and what steps you can take to eliminate the fear completely. If we haven't met before, my name is Johanna, and I create content to help you live a life with more freedom, clarity, and control instead of one that's driven by unconscious fears and limiting beliefs. We usually avoid confrontations for the same four basic fears, so see if you can recognize any of these. Number one, you're afraid that confronting the other person will only make the situation worse. They may become upset or angry, and you just don't have the energy to deal with that. Number two, you have your own faults, and you don't want the counterattack. We don't want our own faults being thrown at us. Number three, you don't want to hurt the relationship. You want to be liked, and you don't want to lose the relationship or change it. Number four, your fear of conflict stems from a fear of the consequences. You do this quick risk assessment in your head and you decide eh, it's not worth it when usually it is worth it. It's worth it because you're giving your power away. And although you're not raising the conflict, you're not resolving it either. And this just hurts your physical and your mental health. Remember how many skills you've had to learn. And these were skills that you feared in the beginning. Conflict resolution is just the same. It's a skill and there's a formula to it. So learn it, follow these steps, and it will help you to stop avoiding confrontation. The more skilled you get at this, the less fear you're going to have. First, I want you to start by reminding yourself why you're doing this. Your values always come first. And so you want to honor your integrity, be honest about the situation, so you can then return to peace. You don't want to have this conflict. So to motivate yourself to carry through with this, I want you to take a moment and imagine this conflict is already resolved. Feel the peace you're going to experience. You'll feel lighter and happier when this is over. And then you'll have the freedom to focus on the things that matter most to you. So I want you to really feel this and keep this feeling in mind. Step two is simply to assess the situation. So try to look at it objectively without any bias. You need to be clear on what your main issue is, and you can write this down if you need to. Step three is to request a face-to-face -face private meeting. And if it's possible, try and make this soon after the incident. 
Make sure that you have some eye contact. This is how we exchange energy with each other. And when you ask for the meeting, make sure you go ahead and tell the person that it is about a difficult topic or a difficult issue. You're not expressing your feelings at this point, but you have integrity. So you don't want to fool the person either into thinking this is just going to be a casual conversation. Step four is all about mutual respect. When you meet with a person, you want to express some kindness, some gratitude. Thank them for their willingness to speak with you. Thank them for their time. In this way, you're showing the person that you respect them. And this is the law of reciprocity. When you give something, you're more likely to gain something back. In step five, you're going to state two facts about what you see. One's going to be the behavior and the other fact will be the impact. So the behavior is things like they've missed deadlines or they're unprepared, they've broken promises to you. And the impact is how it affects you, your department, your customer, your relationship, your goals. And make sure that you're only stating facts here of what you've seen. This helps keep your opinion out of it. And when you're doing this, the other person may be communicating with their body language. And so you may be tempted to give that person an out, like, I know you didn't intend to do this, or I know you've been busy, you've had a lot on your plate. Take a pause instead to let your words sink in. So don't do this and only address one issue. You don't want to overwhelm the other person. In step six, I want you to acknowledge your own responsibility in the conflict or your own maybe hesitation for not bringing it up sooner. So you might say something like, maybe I didn't make my expectations clear to you before, or I didn't bring this up before because I thought the situation would improve. Uh, you were new, I was new, just anything so that you're owning up to your own responsibility for this conflict. In step seven, if there is anything that you can offer that's positive about the other person, this would be a good time to say it, but only if it's true. So you can say something like, I respect you. I hope we can work this out. Um, everyone knows you have a talent for what you do. Um, but if you can't come up with anything, always honor your integrity. It's better to do that and build trust with the person um, than try and be fake just to be nice. So if there really isn't anything positive that you have to say, then just skip this step. In step eight, now it's time for the conversation to take a U-turn. So you're going to ask for their opinion. Say something like, how do you see it? Do you see the situation any differently? The difficult part here is going to be listening without interrupting. Allow the other person to get everything out. They may be angry or frustrated. They may break down and be upset, but whatever the emotion that comes up or the excuses, be prepared to just listen. Now I'm going to give you my top tip to help you with listening to anything that's difficult. I'm going, it's going to sound silly, but it works. 
What I want you to do is move your tongue left and right across the inside of your teeth or the roof of your mouth. This activity stimulates the vagus nerve, which triggers a relaxation response in your body. Plus, moving your tongue this way has the added benefit of keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> in step nine, you're going to summarize what you've heard the other person tell you and then compare it with your view. Step 10, the final step, you're just going to create a solution together that addresses your own concerns as well as the other person's needs. This is the fun part. Okay, so those were the 10 steps to resolve a conflict. And I know you might be wondering, how am I supposed to remember all of these 10 steps? Well, I created an acronym for you and it's I aim to focus. And the first I stands for integrity and intention. So remember by going into this conflict, you are honoring your own integrity. You're being honest with the person that there is a conflict. And your intention is just to maintain peace. You want to get back to this peaceful state that you had prior to the conflict. And then the A is for assess the situation. And this is where you get clear on what the actual conflict is and you're writing down your main point for the conflict. The second I is initiating the meeting. Remember, it's going to be a private meeting and you're trying to have eye contact with the person. Um, so you're just setting up a private meeting. The M is for mutual respect. When you actually meet the person in the meeting, you are giving them some respect, some kindness, and thanking them for their time, for example. Then uh, the two and the F in focus, so it's I aim to focus, the two F stands for the facts, the two facts that you're going to raise with the person. One is their behavior, and the other is the impact it has on you. And then the O is owning up your responsibility. So you're owning up to any part that you may have played, any role that you may have played or contributed to the conflict, including putting it off and maybe not raising it sooner. And then C is a compliment, and this is the optional one. If it's an honest compliment that you can come up with to give the person, uh, this softens the blow of the conflict. And then U is for that U-turn, that uh, when the other person is able to then voice uh, what they believe they've seen from their point of view. And uh, the first S in focus, there's two S's. The first one is summarize. And this is where you show that you've been actively listening because you're then summarizing what you heard the other person say. And then finally, you're coming up with a solution together that helps resolve your concerns and also fulfills their needs. So it's I aim to focus. Finally, what happens if you don't address your fear of conflict? 
Well, this is more serious than you might think because our actions and our habits are unconscious. In other words, we make many of our decisions before we're consciously aware of them. So chances are likely that in the future, you're going to find yourself in some unexpected situation and you won't listen to your gut because the fear is going to be stronger. And fear is what motivates humans into action more than anything else. So you'll, in this situation, you'll compromise instead of risking conflict just a little bit. Before you know it, this situation may snowball and you could find that you can't easily get out of it. And why is this? Because at this point, you've let someone know that they can intimidate you. You've let them know that they have the power. And whatever happens, this experience will haunt you. And it will haunt you because you felt like you had no control, no power. You'll wonder, why did I do that? You'll blame yourself for allowing it to happen. But the truth is that your subconscious mind has been running this program since you were a child and it applied that old program to a new situation, one that ended up having worse consequences for you. Without your conscious efforts to reprogram your subconscious mind, it's helpless to change on its own. You see, it only absorbs information and then acts based on past information and past experiences. So it's up to you to change these old fear programs and the limited beliefs of your subconscious mind. And the good news is that it's a lot quicker and easier than you think. It's just that most people don't do it. But you can actually do this with just a few sessions of hypnotherapy or through self-guided meditations or using affirmations. And I'll add some links for you in the description below. So take care, take some action, and I'll see you soon.